Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, morning, Manaites. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us again on this beautiful day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And so certainly we are, um, we are children of God and we're certainly happy to be alive and well. We're happy to know that Jesus Christ is still our Lord. He's still interceding for us. We still have the Holy Spirit in us, and we are still marked and sealed for our complete salvation. And for this, we give God thanks. Amen. And so as you wake up this morning, I hope you all already have connected with your Heavenly Father. You know how we do. Talk to God, talk to yourself, and talk to your world. That's how we do. Amen. We got to talk to God first. He's, he's our supreme Love, our supreme focus, and everything that we are, everything that we'll ever become, we receive it from him. And because of that, we must acknowledge his presence consistently, always in our lives. I don't care if you're married or you're single, your first love is your heavenly father. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everybody else, you love them as you learn to love yourself. Amen. But God is your first love. Amen. And because of that, he is your highest priority. And everything that he's asked you to do should get your highest priority. His call for your life, his directions for your life should get your highest priority. Amen. No one, nothing else uh, should get the priority that you give unto your heavenly father. He is, the, he, is he should be. First and foremost in your life. Amen. Because everything else is dependent on him. And if you don't, if he's not existing in your life, if he doesn't give you the strength, you can do nothing. Even folks who are not saved, wicked folks, they receive their strength from the Lord. Amen. If he doesn't give them life, they can't live. And so, you know, it's not just for us as Christians, but even for the folks who don't or the folks who deny the existence of God. They really don't understand that without God, there is no existence. There is no life. There is no being without him. And so because we acknowledge him, because we know he's real, he's alive, he's well, and he's, he's a part of us, we stand to give him glory, honor, and praise because we know he deserves it. Amen. So no matter what it is, that how your life is, if you acknowledge God in your life, he acknowledges you. And he will make a way for you, open doors for you, make crooked paths straight, and do the things that he answers your prayers, he listens to you, and all these things. God is just, he's an active listener, and he's a willing participant if you allow him in your life. And so I pray that today, that as you wake up, as you start a fresh new week, that you certainly have made God the first priority in your life. Amen. I'm going to talk today about standing strong through trials. You know, last week, somebody asked me just to share, um, you know, how you deal with things. You're always smiling, even though you're going through stuff and things are happening in your life. It's like you don't miss a beat. <laughs> so they want to know how. How do you do that? How do you not miss a beat? How do you not get down? How do you not stop? <laughs> Amen. And so I'll talk about that today. And I'm going to give you three things, just three things. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm going to give you three things that you do 
and how to be able to stand um, through trials and through all the issues that you have to deal with as a human being um, on this earth and the struggles that we have to go through. First of all, let me read First Peter 4, verse 12. It says, Beloved, think, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which you which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. So there's an understanding that these things that is happening to you, you shouldn't consider them strange. It's life. Okay, let's just deal with it. This is just life. Things are going to happen. And the Bible said, don't think it's strange that fiery trials are coming your way. Things come to try you. Okay, and First Peter 1 verse 7 puts it this way. It says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Okay, so trials come to show whether or not you got real faith or not. So if you don't have faith, this next verse is for you. It says, Proverbs 24, 10, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And the message version says, if you fail, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. So if you fall to pieces in crisis, there's not much to you. I'm sorry. That's what the word of God says, right? If you just totally get fall into depression, you lose it. You stop doing the things God called you to do. You can't go on. You feel like, oh, you just want to give up. Throw your hands up in the air. Just like, what is it? Why am I alive? The Bible said your strength is small. Your faith is weak. And so trials come to show you how strong you are. So you either, if you stand through it all, it shows that you're strong. If you fall apart, it just simply shows that you are weak. Amen. And I refuse to to be weak in any situation it's a mindset okay it's a mindset it's a mindset knowing that you just because um just because you are alive you're going to have things to deal with tough things the greater the anointing the greater the trials amen the greater the position that god wants to place you is the greater the trials you have to be tested you have to be proven before you can be placed. Why do you think they have job interviews? They have to test you. They have to make sure they ask you tough questions. And based on how you answer, they may say, yes, yeah, this person is the right person. Or they may say, no, that person, no. Mm -mm. So listen, this is no different. Why, how is that we understand those things in the natural realms that we can't understand it for the spiritual things of God? Your trials come to, to test your faith to see if you got real faith or not. Amen. It, in 1 Peter 1 and verse 7, going back to that scripture, it said, It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Did you hear that? When you stand strong in faith, in spite of your trials, it'll bring you much praise and glory and honor when Christ returns. Amen. When Christ is revealed unto the old world, those who stood, 
who stood the test of faith, those who stand tall, even though they were going through, they were not giving up, they were not laying down and acting like life is over. You know, they kept on pressing. There were times you had to cry. Yes, we know that. It's, it's a natural emotion. But you understand that crying is not consistent. It's not forever. Weeping is for a night. That means it comes to an end. You've got to, you've got to reach forth for the joy that comes in the morning. Amen. And so it's a mindset. And that mindset is based upon what the word of God says. If you know, and so we refuse to fall to pieces in when crisis comes. We refuse to do it. Refuse to quit doing what God called you to do. You absolutely refuse. You must refuse to quit what God called you to do. Just because there's a crisis. And just because you got problems at home. You know, I've heard preachers say, and people say, you know, until you work out your issues at home, then you shouldn't be doing anything, you know, in the church. You shouldn't be doing anything in the kingdom of God. You shouldn't be teaching. You shouldn't be preaching until you work out all your issues. That's a lie from the devil's hell. <laughs> because if if that's the case, then most of us would never do anything because we always have issues. And if Satan knows that, he can stop you from doing what God has called you to do. He will simply create issues all day long in your life. And some of you, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with issues. And what he did, he just used issues to shut you down and not cause you to not be an influence or positive influence to those who are around you. Because you're just dealing with your depression. You're dealing with negative words. You're dealing with what somebody said to you, uh, what somebody did to you. You're consistently dealing with those things. And because of that, you are ineffective. You're basically good for nothing in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and you have to refuse to be a good for nothing in the kingdom of heaven. Refuse to allow Satan to make you ineffective and good for nothing. And God can't use you for anything because why you're so focused on your issues, so focused on your trials, so focused on, you know, on, on what people said or what people did to you. You got to let that stuff go. The Bible says if you fall to pieces in a crisis, your strength is small. There wasn't much to you in the first place. Glory to God. So then, Pastor, how do you deal with these things? How do you still smile? You know, we know stuff is going on. You know, how do you still smile? How do you still do what God has called you to do? You don't miss a beat. It's like you have lost no energy at all. Well, number one, number one, first number one is talk to God. I tell you, you do it every morning. That's pray. Number one. Share your heart's feelings, your desire to God. Pray. And I don't want to use the word pray because every time we say pray, we think we got to be on our knees. We got to be belly flat out crying and yelling and screaming. No. Talk to God. Talk to God. Um, Psalm 55 and verse 16 says, As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord will save me. Even in morning and noon, I will pray, cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Simply means you want God to hear your voice. That's what it is. You simply talk to God. You must have a conversation with God about all your issues. Um, Psalm 55 and 22 says, so here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord 
and measureless grace will strengthen you. Hear what that says? Leave it at the feet of the Lord, all your cares, all your anxieties. And I know this is so cliche. Everybody says, well, you know, I pray. Yeah, but a lot of people pray, but they don't leave it there. They don't leave it at the feet of God. They carry it right back. You go to the altar, you present all your issues, and guess what? You take it up and walk away with it. You're supposed to leave it at the altar. Leave your issues at the altar. Get it outside of you. You know, we, we internalize too much. We internalize negative things. We internalize what people say to us. We internalize how people treat us. We internalize all those things, and they become a burden to us. And we carry around stuff that people did to us or people said about us or even how we, that causes us to even think negatively about ourselves. And we carry that baggage around and it bears us down. So when we say, talk to God, you really want to share and cast all your anxieties, all your cares upon the Lord. David said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. What's your enemy? Anything that comes against you, negative words, negative thoughts, negative actions, negative people, Satan himself. Amen. When you call upon the Lord, that's how you're going to be saved. Amen. So what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to share all your concerns with your heavenly father. Leave nothing out. Let me say it again. Share every concern. Leave nothing out. Share your vision. Share your ideas. Share your struggles. <laughs> Be completely honest about your feelings, including and especially bad feelings. Share them. God knows. Amen. He knows. Listen, let me let me read Psalms 139, verse 1 through 4. It says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Okay? So just be completely honest. There's no need for you to lie to God and lie to yourself. You know, don't, there's no need for you to make things up or act like everything is okay um, before God. You may do that with your friends and act like everything's okay. But when you go before God, mm -mm, no, no, you let him know exactly what you're feeling, what you're going through, especially negative thoughts. You let the Lord know. The Passion Translation put it this way, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. So that's why I say be honest with God because he knows. He knows if you're honest with him. And if you want to get rid of, you know, negative thoughts, and if you want to not, not deal with tough times and trials, and you want to, um, your faith to be proven as genuine, you better have a good conversation and a relationship with your Heavenly Father. 
That is the root of everything else I'm going to tell you. It's the root of the next two steps. You have to have God in your life. Amen. You know, uh, unsaved people have counselors that they go and talk to. That's what they do. That's how they deal with trials and situations and stuff, and stuff that happens in their life. They go talk to somebody. They go talk to a counselor. We have the greatest mind in all of the universe. His name is Jehovah. And you talk to him and he talks back to you. Yes, he will. He certainly will talk back to you. So let him be your first go-to. Let God be your go-to. Talk to him. Share your mind. Share your hates. Share your love. Tell God who you hate. If you're hating on somebody, tell the Lord. <laughs> He's not afraid of you telling him. And the reason why you're telling him, because you want him to help you get rid of that hate. Yeah. I had that issue before. And I said, God, this person just said this. And hate is developed. It's developing in my heart for this person. I asked you to take that away from me. And he gave me the steps that I needed to use to get rid of that hate, right? To get rid of the hurt. And so why? Because I was honest. I was really honest. And because of that, he gave me what I needed to do. And soon as I did it, all that stuff was gone. And because of that, I, know, I now know how to deal with those situations. People do bad stuff. People do disrespectful stuff. People just don't honor you all the time. People don't respect you all the time. How do you deal with it? Do you take it negatively or do you have a process to deal with it? And you better figure it out because you refuse to allow yourself to be down and to be depressed all the time. There's so many people dealing with depression over and over again because they have, they have allowed negative things to fester in their mind, okay? So, all right, so that's number one. Number one, talk to God, okay? I can't say that enough. Pray, pray to your father. Lay all your cares at his feet and don't take them back up. Just leave them there. Just, just walk away from them, amen? Walk away from them and go do something else, all right? Just leave them there. He will take care of them. All right, so the second thing is focus on what you're seeking not on what you are seeing. I think everybody needs to write that down. Focus on what you're seeking, not on what you are seeing. I mean, that's very, very important. There's nothing that, that anyone's ever accomplished that has not been first created or imagined in your mind. You have to see yourself out of your issues. You have to see better days. You got to see brighter days. Focus on what you're seeking. Focus on the outcome. I've said it before, be outcome oriented. Okay? You can't just focus on what you're seeing. If you, if you focus on what you're seeing, that's what you're going to keep because that's in your mind. Right? So there's nothing that's ever been accomplished that has not been first created and in, in, in imagined in the mind. So you've got to see yourself above your problems. You've got to see God solving your problems. You've got to see a brighter day, a better day. Amen. It's always the vision first and afterwards the accomplishment. Let me say it again. It's always the vision first, then the accomplishment. Amen. So the difference between us is really just a difference of vision. What am I seeing as compared to what you're seeing? You're seeing your life being good. You're seeing your life being better. Are you seeing yourself as above or do you see yourself as beneath? Do you see yourself blessed? 
or you see yourself cursed. If it means, you know, all the issues happen with your mama is happening to you. And this is what that, that becomes your expectation. Hey, well, if that's your expectation, that's what you're going to receive. And so you got to see, seek focus on what you are seeking and not what you are seeing. Amen. Right. So how do some see, see some people do more than others, create more than others? You know why? Because their vision is greater. You got greater vision. You see yourself doing bigger things. Some people see themselves doing small things. And because of that, they only accomplish small things. But when you see yourself doing greater things, you now position yourself for greater things to take place in your life. So the differences, the difference between people, one of the greatest differences is with vision. Vision. What, what do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Are you just simply focusing on your struggles, focusing on your trials, focusing on your issues, focusing on your sickness, disease. Are you focusing on that? Are you focusing on your health, your strength, your beauty, your wealth? You got to get yourself out of the gutter. If you focus on your sickness, you get to keep your sickness. If you focus on your disease, you get to keep your disease. But you, so that's why you have to focus on your health. Focus on your wealth, focus on your strength, focus on your joy, focus on the healing, not the pain. Amen. That's what you have to do. You've got to change your focus. Amen. And so your vision, vision, what you see is the basis of all achievement. Okay. Listen, if you don't have a vision, if you cannot see yourself in, out of your situation, there's nothing to guide you out of the situation. Let me say it again. If you can't see yourself out of your situation, then there's nothing to guide you out of that situation, right? The, see, the, the, the vision creates the process or create the path for you to follow. The vision is what creates the path. And if you don't see yourself healthy, you don't see yourself wealthy, then a path or a process will not be created. Are you hearing me? It's important that you understand that. You see, a lot of us get stay stuck in our situations simply because we don't see ourselves out of it. And because you don't see yourself out of it, a path is not going to be created for you to get out of it. And so it's very important that we see ourselves above. We see ourselves accomplishing great things. We see our situations change. We see love in our lives. We see joy in our lives, in spite of what you are currently seeing, you must now change and begin to focus on what you are seeking. So if there's no love in your life, you begin to seek love. And that's, that's your focus. That's your focus. And you're going to find it. You're going to see it. It's going to happen. Amen. You're going to recognize it. And the thing about the thing about accomplishments and, and having a great vision is that when we begin to think like that and when we begin to focus on what we're seeking God for and those things become our expectation, those things begin to manifest in so many different ways. It becomes amazing to you that you said, man, why didn't I think this before? Or you say to yourself, how many of you have said, what was I thinking back then? 
Yeah, we are gonna, we are gonna think that. We are gonna say that. Amen. Hallelujah. It's impossible to create a poor, puny, low kind of image in the mind and then to win great success in life. It's impossible. You cannot have great success. You know, you cannot get to prosperity if your mindset is on poverty. You can't do it. You can't be a victor if your mindset is a victim. You cannot do it. You've got to change your mindset. You have to see yourself better than your uh, current circumstance. Even if circumstances are good, see yourself better. See tomorrow brighter. See tomorrow greater. Amen. Though I begin in what's small, I ladder in, I greatly increase. Though I am small today, tomorrow my increase is waiting on me. <laughs> see yourself better than where you are. Amen. As the as the image of your life is, so shall your life be. Let me say it again. As the image you've created of your life, so shall it be. See a future of beauty, of grace, tranquility, love. Speak that over your life. That's what you see. That's what you're seeking. And that's what you seek. That's what it's going to be. Amen. As the image is, so your life will be. B. So if you hold in your mind the vision or the mental picture of success or some noble endeavor, then those things in your life will eventually manifest. Amen. But if you hold negatively, negativity, if you have a victim mindset, if, you know, every time somebody says something to you, you think they're criticizing you, they're putting you down. Well, that is what your life is going to be. And see, that's why a lot of folks never change. They, they don't change. They don't think better things don't happen to them because they, you know, they feel that everybody's putting them down. Why? They have a victim mindset. And because of that, they live in a state of victimhood. Time for change. Stop focusing on what you're seeing and focus on what you are seeking. Amen. Change the way of your concent your cons your concentration. Concentrate on positive things. The Bible said whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report. If there be any virtue, if there any praise, concentrate on those things. Focus on a better you, a better future. See yourself coming out of your depression. See the smile on your face. Matter of fact, I will suggest that if you're dealing with depression, you go to the mirror and you smile. Make yourself smile. Think of something that makes you smile. Think of somebody telling you a joke. Think of a good thing that happened in your life and make you smile. Just, just go there and smile. Amen. Dry your eyes and just smile. Say, Lord, I love you. Just smile. You know, or just talk to yourself. Hey, you're the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> you are good. You are beautiful. You're handsome. You talk to yourself. Smile. <laughs> Say, God, thank you for making me who I am. I'm unique. I am special. Speak to yourself. Are you hearing me? Speak to yourself. I mean, I teach you this all day long. You see, this is how you get out of stuff. And this is how you're going to, you know, make it through tough times and trials and situations and keep your smile, keep your grace. 
Amen. This is how you do it. This is how you don't get angry, you know, and you're not just bitter. This is your trial doesn't come to really make you bitter. It comes to make you better. It comes to strengthen you, make you more than what you are. That's what struggles come for. It's to be strong, it's to get you strong. If you want to go, if you want to strengthen your physical body, you have to put resistance to it. You have to. You got to lift weights or use elastic bands. You got to put some, you have to put some resistance to your muscles to make them strong. You have, even when you put resistance to your muscles, it helps to strengthen your bones too, which is your structure. <laughs> Glory to God. And so it all works together. And so when you are mentally strong, when you're focusing on the right things, you're focusing on what you're seeking and not what you are seeing, things are going to change in your life. You see, what you are inwardly, what you think inwardly, what you visualize inwardly is what your future life will be. Mm -hmm. Remember the word that God gave us? He forgives our past, preserves our present, and guarantees our future. What does your future look like? What do you have? What is your picture of your future? I talk about heaven all the time. I talk about my mansion. <clears throat> Why? Because that's what Jesus told me. He's preparing a place for me. That's your future. Right? Even my earthly future. I talk about the things that I want to see take place in my life. I pray on it. I have a picture of something I want to achieve. Amen. I mean, I just picture it and I put it in all the time, every single time that which I have pictured in my mind that I accomplish. It never fails. It never fails. First, get it in your mind. Focus on what you're seeking, not what you are seeing. And lastly, lastly, memorize the scripture and make it your daily affirmation. This is how you're going to break the strongholds of negativity, and of current events. This is how you're going to break the strongholds. Find a scripture. Do it. Just, just do it. Just like I said, just do it. Just find a scripture and speak it every, single, every time a negative thought comes. You say that scripture. Speak it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, just something as simple as that. Just speak it over your life consistently, persistently. Just say, replace negative thoughts and worrying thoughts with positive words of scripture. Let me say it again. Replace negative thoughts and worrying thoughts with positive words of scripture. Never allow a mental picture of failure or defeat to remain in your thoughts. Replace it. That's my principle of replacement. Replace negative things with positive things. Just do it. That's it. Just simply just do it. Just make yourself do it. You know, some of you, um, some of you want to lose weight, but you can't make yourself diet. You can't make yourself change what you eat. You got to do it. You have to do it. If you want change, you're going to have to do what it takes to bring about that change. If you're overweight, you have to do what about, you have to do what it takes to bring about the change to lose weight. You're going to have to do it. You have to do it. You've got to first see yourself losing the weight that you want to lose. And then the process will be created. And once the process is created, you follow the process. It works every time. Amen. And you got to do it. You got to deny yourself. Deny the negative things. 
Amen. Put down the donuts. <laughs> you got to deny yourself. Why? Because you have your focuses on your future. Your focus is on what you're seeing. All right. So get a scripture. Memorize it. Amen. Memorize it. God is, is you know, the word of God is so powerful. It's so amazing that when you can get a scripture in your mind and connect it with whatever you're dealing with and to counteract whatever you're dealing with, it's just amazing how it works. It does work. Amen. Eradicate every negative picture and every negative thought that comes to your mind. It simply means actively get rid of it. Eradicate it. Actively get rid of it. And you get rid of it by replacing it with something positive with a word of God. Don't ever let negativity get embedded in your mind. If it gets embedded it, embedded in your mind, it's hell to get rid of it. So don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on negative thoughts. Don't dwell on how people treat you bad, how people have criticized you. Uh, this person don't like you or you don't like how somebody looked at you. All those are stupid things, silly things, immature things. Amen. Oh, I don't like how she looked at me. I don't like how he looked at me. Who gives, who cares how people look at you? How does that somebody look at you affect you? Amen. You shouldn't let that affect you negatively. You should not. And if you let some, the way somebody look at you and affect you negatively, the problem is not with the person. The problem is with you, your mind. I, I hear somebody say, nobody likes me. Why does everybody hate me? That is, that's just your own thinking, your own mind. It's impossible for everybody to hate you. I hear murderers in prison that have admirers. <laughs> People sending them letters. Oh, I'll marry you. Crazy, crazy stuff. So it's impossible for everybody to hate you, for everybody to not like you. And if you think everybody hates you, then check your character. What is it about you that they don't like? What are you projecting? Listen, one of the things I've learned is that you project and people pick up what you project. So if you project that you don't like yourself or you don't like how your life has turned out, people are going to pick that up and begin to treat you according to how you are projecting. So you project love. You let people know that you love them. You let people know that you're thinking of them, that you, you only think good things things of them. That's what you're going to project. That's what they're going to perceive. And that's how they're going to return it back to you. Whatever you sow, that's what you reap. Whatever you project, that's exactly what is projected back to you. Amen. So refuse to let negatively be embedded in your mind. Amen. Because when you do that, it's hell to get rid of it. And in order to do it, you have to consistently memorize the scripture, make it your daily affirmation, keep on speaking the word of God. And so that helps to change and transform your mind. You see, when negative thoughts are embedded in your mind, it begins to steer your life in that direction. Right? So we want positive thoughts because positive thoughts will steer our lives in a positive direction. Amen. So remember, you project what others pick up and you perceive all actions towards you as negative. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Stop projecting negative. If you think negative of yourself, you project negative of yourself and people will pick up negative that you are projecting. So think positive of yourself. 
Be confident. You are healthy. You're wealthy. You're strong. All those are words of affirmation. Yes, they are. And talk it to yourself every single day. You are healthy. You're wealthy. You are strong. Speak that. That's a word of affirmation. And go and, and meet every day with that mindset. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> Glory to God. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Listen, you get, if you don't get a scripture in your mind and you don't have something to project and to push forward and to, and to go before you and prepare for your arrival, you are setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure. And so, the, you know, and so as, as children of God, make sure there's a word inside of you, especially if you're dealing with depression and now you want to learn how to get out of it. Got to get a word of God. So the three things, number one, talk to God, which is prayer. Number two, focus on what you're seeking, not what you're seeing. And three, memorize the scripture and make it your daily affirmation. And that's how I can keep my smile every day. Simple, not hard. Not hard at all. Not rocket science. Simple, simple stuff that you can do. And if you do it consistently, you will see dramatic change take place in your life. You know, some people, you can never get them to frown. Why? Because they they just not frowners. <laughs> some people are just happy. Hey, why? They have happy thoughts. That's how they can always be happy. You know, not that bad things don't happen. Not don't, that they don't have sad situations. Yeah, we all have moments of sadness. We, have, we all have moments of, of, you know, when we're crying, but it's just moments, just moments. <laughs> you sometimes just got to release some emotions and just release it, let it go and get back to standing strong. Amen. And having done all, stand. I pray that today's matter was good for you, that you learned something that, that you can use to help to transform your life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, God, because there's everything we need in your word. We thank you because you stand by your word all the time. We're never alone. You're always with us. And Father, as you have given me what I have used, God, to consistently smile, and I've given it to your people. I pray, God, they will receive this message, they receive this manner, this nourishment, that their lives may be changed, that they no longer God are dealing with depression and despair and worry, but Father, they have cast all their cares upon you. They're honest with you in their discourse, and God, that they begin to focus on what they are seeking you for, and that their faith will be, be developed in the midst of it, God, and that you can get glory out of their voice, out of their lives, out of their actions. You will be glorified in all areas of their lives. Father, we thank you again. We know you love us dearly. God, your love is amazing. The songwriter said you love us too much. I don't know if that's possible, God, but your love for us is really, really amazing. And for this, we look to you and 
return that same love. God, we do our best to reciprocate the love that you have for us. And so we thank you again. Thank you for blessing us, keeping us, making a way for us. Thank you for the favor that is on our heads, the increase on our hands, the swiftness on our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future. We thank you for there's not a feeble one amongst us. We're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our God, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, God, because of you, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, we honor you, we lift you up. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.